This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. My name is Keen, and the world needs a little more cha-cha. Futuristic rooster in the house. I'm James. <laughs> <laughs> and All-Star 6 is here. Like, shock, shock. Shock horror. And look at us, how responsive we are. Getting all that content. Getting that content out. I know, we have literally just watched it, we've made a hot beverage and we've jumped on Zoom to record. <laughs> and we're going to put this out as soon as it's edited. We're not going to wait till a Saturday and think it's going to be out and you can listen to it and you can hear our thoughts. So let's not beat around the bush, let's get into it. So there's 13 queens. That is a hefty cast. Like that is that's yes. a that's a big All Stars. Also, I, I I can't remember where where All Stars had been living. Was All Stars living on VH1? Because now it's with Paramount. There's the whole tie in of like second chances are Paramount is Paramount Plus. We can only assume it's going to be appearing on on Netflix here as it had been the last couple of seasons. Mm. But anyway, we none of the oh, details to follow. Details to follow. All Stars four <laughs> was the. F- Actually, I think Also Five was the first one to actually premiere on Netflix over here as it was live. Um, mm-hmm. I I'm hoping it'll it'll be at least represents plus, but who knows? They might be bastards and try. This could be it could be ring uh, fence yeah. in the US. I don't know. Oh god, I can't imagine because they wouldn't have had like a global um like they wouldn't have done a global stream. I don't think if it was going to be just yeah. US. Like, do you remember there was that time All Stars was on Comedy Central on the Saturday? <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. Us guys don't want to watch fucking Comedy Central. I mean, Michael McIntyre meets the fucking Drag Race. No, thank you. Yeah, in between, like, reruns of Everybody Loves Raymond, it's like, oh, it's our six. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know if you want to talk about all, uh, all 13 queens. There's definitely a few that I feel very met towards. So, I'm just going to ask you, which queen, following the announcement of the lineup, are you most excited for so following like not just the announcement but seeing all of the the meet the queens the person who has instantly leapt leap like head and shoulders above where where i thought they were going to be is jiggly caliente mm. i am obsessed and mm. i cannot believe that is the same queen that we saw in season four mm. i think that like i i have her i have her in 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 my in my in my sights for for the for one of the top spots of the season, could not believe how confident she came across. She looks stunning, has a really good sense of humor, real like referential kind of like taking the piss out of herself, like able to laugh at herself. <coughs> oh, taking oh, with something that some of the queens on this lineup didn't do is like taking ownership of some of like the negative aspects of her character from the first season, mm-hmm. and kind of like being able to turn them into something that she can laugh with us at. And you know, I I completely agree with her. It, it it is it is time that a short brown and round woman won Drag Race. It's funny because <laughs> I think a recurring theme whenever we do a Meet the Queens is we, we we just look for that confidence. It's the only thing we can really gauge. And she yeah. oozed the confidence. She was so relaxed and just like it's kind of like she recorded it and she just found out she had done really well or whatever. You know, she there was a bit of nervous and frantic energy from a few of them. She was so like relaxed and calm the glow up is real she looks fantastic yeah and you can tell she has some coin and i suppose unlike some of the other queens she's really sort of established herself like with a wider career as an actress and stuff so she will have i'd say some wealth to display 
Yeah, because there's, there's a couple of queens in there, obviously, who have gone on and done quite, like, extensive work outside of the drag race sphere. And I'm excited to see, like, I think you see the confidence that those queens are bringing back into this with them. And it'll mm. be interesting to see, like, how they use that uh, when they're back in the competition. Um, because, like, you were right, there was some queens in this lineup that have a huge amount of confidence and like really seem to own who they are. And that's like a mixture of the ones who've done quite well and the ones who are maybe a little less well-known. And then there is a few of them that are a bit frantic, a bit kind of like rabbit in the headlights. And like, I suppose you, you that, that stands out really clearly in the meet the Queens thing though, as like we have been proven so wrong so many times so. <laughs> well do you know what we've been proven right about is that finally Serena Chacha is getting her all-stars debut <laughs> oh! it's like that moment when Italy got the 300 points in the Eurovision and jumped <laughs> I mean, she was out in force with the catchphrases. The world needs a little more cha-cha. She called us all her chacharinas. I am a fully fledged chacharina now. That might be my first tattoo. She said she was the fo- she was the waitress. She was giving us full on like apprentice vibes. Like I'm a businesswoman now. I mm-hmm. mean, she uh, the, there was a bit downbeat, the delivery, but I'm like, still, she's our queen. I'm delighted that we get to talk about her on a regular basis for I, a reason, because I mean, normally when we talk about her, there is no reason. It's just, we're just, we're just, we're dropping that name. Like we're, we're, we're like, we're dropping names when we're, we're talking to people. No, like a friend, friend of the pod in some ways, but enemy of the pod in, the other, in others, <laughs> uh, Serena Chacha, very excited to see this glow up. I um so where Jiggly seemed to take a lot of ownership of perhaps some of the issues she had in season four and maybe like kind of called herself out and some of her attitude stuff. I feel like, you know, uh, Serena was wearing the perfume which had been made by one of her season five uh, sisters, <laughs> Jinx Monsoon, a bit of delusion going on there. Mm. I, I feel like she could have like owned the fact that she was a bratty little twat on season five for the episodes that she was there. But that's she what kind got of her alluded- back. Like, if, I, if there's a theme with this cast, it was, you're back for your bad behavior. <laughs> That's it. It's like Girls Gone Wild. Yeah. <laughs> bad girls. Bad girls <laughs> club. <is all> stars. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. But ultimately, I just think, I don't know, like, if people haven't, if people don't know our obsession with Serena Chacha, we used to mention her a lot. It's kind of died off bad on us it's the small panama flags it's the telling everyone to go read a book it's just the, the, the soft sculpture yeah. the like the weird horrible hair yeah no i mean like she's she's <laughs> yeah she's a very well, she was like she she said she, which is actually obviously like she took that horrible wig and was like i'm gonna yeah. make this into my fortune because as we know i i currently sitting in the background of my zoom is a serena chacha wig box mm. for a serena chacha wig that i purchased at dragon uk last year um i thought that it was funny when she said that pretty queens are often under estimated and i was kind of like now do you really do you really think that pretty people get a hard time is that is that the narrative <laughs> I, I i love i do kind of love it i i mean but also yeah, i was like, stuck with herself because she's overestimated <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she's a fan favorite think- from doing nothing it's great 
Yeah, she is She is beautiful, I would say. And one thing I would say I noticed, and I don't know if this is just that we didn't see a huge amount of her on season five, or if it's, like, a choice she's made. Like, her accent was much more pronounced, than, mm. like, in, in this. Like, you could really hear that Panama accent coming through, whereas it, it feels like... Like there was kind of a bit of a vocal fry thing going on in season five. So I wonder if it is, there is that thing of like has become much more comfortable and confident in who she is. Mm-hmm. And is like owning her like actual person rather than feeling that she's trying to imp- like impersonate someone else. I do think it's funny that she referred to herself having a beauty empire. It's like, you're not Kylie Jenner, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're, 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 you're not Kylie Jenner. You're like Carrie Katona for QVC at the very best. But you know, we I I'm not I, I feel you know she's gonna be a bit like Joe Black. I mean, she's fantastic, but will 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 they get her? You know, <laughs> will, will they get her? She's too old. Will they Is get that her? She's too old. She's just performing on a sort of different frequency to the competition. <laughs> so you know, she could be an early out, but not because she's bad, because she's kind of almost <laughs> she, too. She good. never deserves it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She is. She is. She is too good for this company. Yeah. Bring her back for All Stars sixteen. <laughs> Get her her own spin-off. Serena Chacha's drag race. Serena Chacha's wig race. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Serena Chacha, queen, you know, the the year of our Lord Serena Chacha is 2021. The the other queen I'm most excited for is Kylie Sonique Love. Are we going with this full name the whole time? Not Sonique, I'm not quite sure. I I believe it's Kylie (laughs) is just the the name now. I think Kylie is like is kind the of mononym like it's, it, we're going. Yes, with. exactly. Yeah, right. Well, Kylie, um, I'm really, really excited about because I remember a few years ago I rewatched season two, and I remember being like, Sonique is is really, really good, and she was kicked out in the first snatch game, which I mean I think is pretty forgivable considering it was really, really brand new. There's been an absolute glow up there. They were really talented before. I'm sure they've so much to give, and I think like. She, she's kind of coming in with this blank canvas like she has nothing to yeah. lose whereas a lot of the other queens yeah. have something to lose yes. and I think she's really really talented and I could definitely see her in the top four I, I think that she she she's extremely chilled out and I think that that could like that could give people a give people an underestimatable vibe mm-hmm. you know like she could people could be like oh because she's kind of sitting back and it is a like one of the narratives that went through this entire lineup was people saying about how big the personalities are and she's among those ones who are a bit more kind of who are a bit quieter mm-hmm. um so there is that but she has like this spectacular kind of real housewives of beverly hills kind of vibe and beauty like real absolute confidence i i'm excited to see what she has to offer i really enjoyed her when she did that christmas special a couple of years ago um but i i don't know where i don't know where i'm placing her at the moment in terms of like where she'll finish but i think that she could definitely come out of this being a fan favorite just based on having that real no nonsense calm cool no drama sort of vibe that she's giving off yeah i've kind of someone who's so you go i've kind of lumped all the queens in this lineup into three categories there's the glow up category so that's your jigglies your trinity cabonets your rajas there's your fresh slate where it's like they're going to kind of feel like new contestants because they've nothing really that precedes them and i have her in this category along with serena and pandora and then i have the same old same old category which is silky eureka scarlet yara which i'm like i'm not getting anything new here i so um what i was going to say there is where 
where Kylie is giving me sort of chilled out vibes mm. and giving me very much kind of like quiet confidence, you know, like kind of I'm going to enjoy this experience regardless. Someone who is not giving me that vibe at all and someone who I really think I sort of actually would prefer wasn't on the season is Jan. I'm really not bothered. I don't care. And I feel like I've just seen Jan on the season from Rosé on season 13. It's like... I have no interest in seeing what you're selling. You are really like, you're kind of being like, while screaming and doing a massive parade for yourself, you're talking about how you're real chill now. I, 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 I have no, I, I'm, I never felt the jantasy. I would say that the, the, the I was inoculated against a jantasy early in season 12. You got your and jan I got scene. My, <laughs> I got my jan scene. <laughs> But I, 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 I like I, I, I didn't really care for her through her season. I, I don't really care for her now. She hasn't impressed me in this, and I'm kind of like I have her in my, I have, I have her in my like early outs category. Right. Well, one thing that that cocked my ears was that she said, "I'm the confirmed villain," and the last person who said that was Naomi Smalls, and we all know what she did to poor Manila. So. I'm in. I'm here for for Jan. I mean, out of all the queens, she's going to be really be the one that is riding this redemption storyline, which seems to be there a lot. Like, I know it's called All Stars, but it's kind of like All Star Six colon Second Chances Queens, whatever. Because yeah. Second Chance was mentioned a lot, even by RuPaul a few times. Only out of the thirteen queens, top of your head, how many of them got to the finale in their first in their season? Um, two, four. So like okay. less than a third. So like, they're not all stars. But no. <laughs> but I'm actually. Uh, that's what I kind of like about it because it is kind of more of a scrappier season because it is sort of second chances. Uh, yeah. No. I I actually meant to say that like from the top. I really love this cast. Mm. I think this cast is really exciting. I'm far more excited about this uh, all stars cast than I was about say last year's. I think that it is really interesting to have that mix of kind of. First of all, like, like season 11 wasn't, like, a terrific season, but it had a lot of characters in there, so to see a lot of them get, in, get like, kind of a bit, uh, get re-highlighted. And then some queens from earlier seasons, that, like, proper split of, like, early seasons and later seasons, I think it's, it's going to be a, it's going to be a really exciting mix. I think that my problem with Jan is that, like, sometimes when a queen comes back with this kind of, like, with a really kind of, like, like self-described redemption narrative, it kind of feels to me like a bit, like, like there sort of is an entitlement mm. to that redemption. And it's like, you didn't win any challenges on your season because the judges didn't think you were good enough to win any challenges on your season. You know, you're not going to ride in here on a tidal wave and, like, you know, splash right through to the finale. You're not Shea Coulee, you know? Like, yeah. so calm down, Jan. And she she actually does have something to lose, which is what I always think about interesting with all sides is she could lose if she is the villain, she could lose her fan favourite status. So I think it's gonna be interesting to see that unfold. Yeah. She'd have been better making some more money off that Jan merch and going back in a few years when she had yeah. something to Her and Rose have a YouTube show. Perfect. People would l- lap yeah. that up. Um, Absolutely. Trinity K, Bonet, Shante, you stay the whole competition. Loving that she's here. Again, very zen 
she was like, you know, <laughs> yes. she could have been in her, in her back garden on a bistro table having a cup of tea. Like, that was the energy she was giving us. <laughs> I, I loved how when she was obviously asked, like, what had been, like, the best experiences. At, like, so she, she was like, oh, I ate all this expensive food. And then she was like, I know how to cook. And I'm like, that's a well-rounded queen. That's a well-rounded queen. <laughs> Does a drag show, cooks a carbonara, heads to bed. Like, she's seasoned. Yeah, again, I mean, she was seventh in series six. But again, she was kind of like somebody who kind of just never really hit the mark for people. Like there was like always second or whatever in a few challenges. And I just think this is her time to romp home and, and show us what she's got. Yeah, I I would say similar. It, it, she gives me, I have lumped her and Akira together. Like I kind of feel like the oh. two of them have, have like a similar, like I think that Trinity, like they're, Trinity was within her season. I think, first of all, her season was exceptionally tough. Like, mm. I think that she, like, was swimming with, like, some of the biggest and most, like, powerhouse queens that have ever been on the show. And she managed to get extremely far into that competition. And it's, like, her and my forever favorite, Jocelyn Fox, like, the fact that they managed to get through so far really speaks to how good they were. She was questioning herself. She was obviously carrying an awful lot around the, the HIV diagnosis and stuff, which seemed to have, like, brought her down in mm. her performance throughout the, the, the show. She seems to be so in control of herself now, which is very exciting. Akiria, I think, I never really remember her. She was mm. that kind of invisible queen. She referenced that a bit about it. Like, I only really remember that, that kind of, the twerking kind of bit. And then the, where is the body? Like, that yeah. bit from her song. But the way she presented herself here was so confident, so funny, so charming, so engaging that I was like, oh, I'm actually excited to see you back. Because when I had seen the like the the list of queens being like bandied about on the Internet for the last couple of months, I Akira was the queen I was least excited for out of all of yeah. them because I was like I don't remember you you already made the top four and made no impression so what are you doing back here whereas this Meet the Queens really changed that for me I I agree but I probably to a lesser extent I I, I believed her when she said there was a new one because she just said thing there was details in her description like I've gone from pageant to fashion like her approach did seem that she was taking in a new direction Um, so I am I wouldn't say she's the one I'm most interested in, but she's not in my same old, same old category. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody oh. I'd like to ask you about is Raja D. O'Hara. I was goobity gooped to see the the burst of energy she brought to her Meet the Queens. And I I think she's here doing reputational repair. And I think she could actually do well if she just stays out of her head takes that chip off her shoulder doesn't get into the drama and focuses on doing good drag she could actually do well yeah she came across extremely funny and seems like she'll be a good character like i think that she will be a reliable talking head in the season i wouldn't see her touching the the top four i i don't and i don't necessarily even think that maybe like you know if, if we're all honest with each other when we're doing anything in life we probably have a good idea of where we're kind of going and i'd say if she's gone in there with more of that reputational repair kind of thing good for her she seems like she's very funny i think her laugh is kind of infectious so i could mm. see that being the kind of jay jolie laced through the season kind of get that like <laughs> kind of thing that she was doing but yeah i again she was another one who i had sort of like i really only remembered her from like the super shady 
uh, kind of like cuts away from camera on like on her season and that like kind of the telling um evie oddly that she smelled like that was mm. that's all i remembered from her um and yeah it couldn't be further from the character we saw today i would say i i can I, I can see her and jan having opposite trajectories her going from villain to fan favorite and jan doing the reverse yeah i i could i could see that as well Which would be interesting. um one character that i'm very excited for and i take it that you're not is is it the elephant in the room yes it's the elephant in the room so before i let you speak i i like when we watched we're here so we we covered we're here it's a it's a drag makeover competition show that eureka bob and shangela host on hbo we did an episode on a, a good while back I really warmed to Eureka. I felt that like you actually saw that like this over the top big huge personality is really authentic that she had struggled a huge amount with the fact that she is this person and how much rejection it had brought to her and I just really warmed to her and again I'm genuinely delighted to see her back like actually excited to see what she's going to do I know she's going to be loud and annoying but she's going to be loud and annoying in a way that I really appreciate unlike say Silky who is going to be loud and annoying in a way already I can tell that it's going to drive me up the fucking walls um but yeah I I take it she's in your same old same old category yes uh because we're talking about her I suppose competing of her drag i do agree and we're here we got to see a much more vulnerable side of her we got to see her her approach with the the makeover ease which was really really nice and i would be looking forward to seeing her in we're here season two which is actually filming at the moment i don't know if i am looking forward to seeing her in all-star six i looking back i'm not really sure what her point of view in drag is like she's not particularly fashionable she's not particularly campy she's not particularly funny she's not particularly good performer She's just sort of like right, a solid middle ground person. And I don't really know what to expect. And I hope that there's less arrogance than there has been in series 9 and 10. Because that's what turns her off. So if we get a I'm more arrogant than you yes. off between her and Silky. Uh, yeah, done. I mean, Tamisha Iman will be jumping out of that box mm. with all these arrogant queens on here. But um, yeah, I I would agree with you. I think that if she leans more into what we saw and we're here, which is opening up, being more vulnerable, that it will kind of do her a lot of good. Because I think what, what happens when she goes super arrogant is people kind of see the over the top big personality and kind of just like don't give it a chance. Whereas <clears throat> when you get to see through it a bit more, you, you become much more attached to her as an actual, as an actual person. Um, and I'm hopeful that that's what we're going to get. I also think it's and a crying would... shame that we're going to get a Eureka part two and not get the Vixen part two when they were kind of the two tete tete people. I was like, I was like, yeah, maybe in like, a, and I was like, I was thinking maybe in a few years you might get a Vixen on All Stars, but I'm actually like, no, I, I don't think that's happening. Well, yeah, because she, <laughs> she's not going to do. It. She has been asked. Yeah. <laughs> now, something I think we also don't agree on is the return of Ginger Minch. Okay, I think I've changed my mind. Okay. But I can't remember where you stand on this. <laughs> I'm all for it. And okay, that, I changed my mind. Okay, and I am all for it as well. <laughs> I even had prepared some numbers to reinforce my argument because I was ready for this. So in case you uh, thought uh, that, you know, All-Stars won, it was shit, they can come back, that's fine. At this point, it's there was uh, All-Stars 1 was 2012, All-Stars 4 was 2018. So that was Mela 
Manella's return from that. So that was six years, and it's been five years since All-Stars 2. So I think it's fair enough for Queens, who didn't do that well in All-Stars 2, to come back. Yeah, also, I I rewatched All-Stars 2 not too long ago, um, and when I was watching it, I just, it really it struck me how different the energy Ginger was bringing on that season to her to, to season seven like she was a, like there was a very kind of like there was sort of a, a lack of confidence a sort of a feeling of kind of being a bit out of their depth it was it was a strange like i remember ginger season seven being so confident mm. and so like absolutely eye on the prize and just a brilliant queen great delivery season seven it, our season all stars too it felt just like she fell apart entirely and like really never got to show her best so i'm actually excited because based on seeing this meet the queens She's bringing that season seven energy back, and I'm excited to see that version of Ginger that did so well in season seven in this capacity. Also, I should say it's quite exciting that we have like this lineup of like super different, super kind of talented mm. big girl queens. Mm-hmm. Like there is three four, four if yeah. you if you still count Jiggly within that mm. bracket, which I don't know if you if you necessarily it's, do. It's in the name. Who, it's in the, it, that is true. Um, so I, I would say that like it's it's interesting now that we have that that range because I don't think we've ever really had that. Usually the no. big girl is kind of like a standout character, mm. and this time it's like four very different versions of that. Yep, you did right, and two trans women in the show yeah. as well. That is exciting as well. Um, okay, let's quickly people. Okay, we've kind of both mentioned not excited for Silky. It seems to be same old, same old, same old, same old, same old. Same old. I had enough in season eleven. Give her some more time. Maybe she can change. Had enough. Uh, Pandora, I think uh, when we spoke about our All-Star 6 wishlist, you were not enthused. No, I'm not a fan of Pandora. I do think she looks great. I think she came across quite funny and seemed quite relaxed. Um, she, a lot of her jokes were the same jokes she's been telling since she was first on. The thing about being old and it's like, you know, we we get it. You know, you, you're making a joke about being old. I do it all the time. And, it, you know, it gets a laugh every now and again. But you have to change up the material if you're going for your third outing on a TV show. Um, also, she was the only person I heard repeat a line from the Meet the Queens in also in the um in the kind of little precursor <coughs> bit where we got where we saw them coming into the workroom about being the like mis miscongeniality in season uh, season two and not at all in season <coughs> and the villain of season mm. three or, or of all stars one. So to I was be fair, like, Ginger did repeat that I was in top three in series seven and then I was in the bottom four of all stars two, which I was like you were third out and one of those was adored Lana who walked out, so you were you were yeah. bottom two. Well, yeah. no, er, that joke though she made the joke about being versatile in one when that she didn't oh, yeah, do the she, other one, yeah, but. But I was just kind of like, it was the exact same joke made twice, which kind of makes me feel like some, here's someone walking in armed with a load of material they've written ahead of time, which I do think, unless you're very talented, can be hard to deliver mm. in, a, in a way that feels like in the moment. I think out of all the queens here, she brings a totally different energy. Maybe Ginger Binge might be the closest to her over that sort of old school camp comedy thing. It'll be interesting to see, has she become a glamazon? Because her looks are always very off the rack. Um, which was okay at the time, but it's just not anymore. So it's going to yeah. see how she compares. Um, I do like her. I think she could do well, but I don't think she will. She'll be like mid, mid-table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Scarlet Envy. She was, I have her as my first date. I'll be honest with you. I, I was excited about her coming back because I did kind of feel like we didn't get to see much of her in her season, but just kind of felt very rabid in the headlights, was sort of low energy 
answered it like i i even feel like for all of the queens they were featuring kind of these iconic moments in the animations and the queens were able to refer back to different things and for her like there really wasn't anything that like she like there, there wasn't that moment of like oh yeah you know that that's the that's the reason we have you back mm. um you know and yeah yeah so for, i i'm not i'm not for, overly for 13 excited. queens like you should be like I don't know which one of those I wouldn't bring to the show you know if we had to cut it down to 10 and Scarlett's yes, exactly. clearly one of them that you wouldn't bring back uh, yeah but look no, I'm precisely. open to change my mind but yeah not excited and then finally Yara Sophia I'm very excited for her because she seems fucking crazy uh, I thought she's very funny I've always liked her kind of manic delivery I thought it was funny where she was saying about like how stressful it was because there was no porn in the hotels when she when she was there like i i feel like as well like she was very honest talking about how exciting it is for her coming back as a queen from an earlier season because she's going to get um because she's going to get this whole new fan base i thought it was kind of like interesting that she called out how previously drag had been kind of racist because you couldn't get makeups in a variety of shades and stuff so there was like an interesting kind of perspective yes, it, like i think that it, it showed you that there's more of an intelligence there behind the kind of zany wacky craziness that like has been kind of front and center for Yara, and I, it, I think if you rewatch All Stars one, you see Alexis Mateo, who she was paired with, consistently undermine her, even though it really is Yara who was leading that duo when they were doing well on the teams. So I think having had Alexis get kind of a glow up comeback last season, I'm glad that Yara is getting it this season, and hopefully she can get past what I'm assuming is going to be quite a harsh language barrier because I think she's the only mm. queen in the lineup that has that real hurdle to get over I'm not convinced she's going to do well just because I just think all the things she's strong at are more old school drag race things sort of like sewing and, and and posing and I just think like I don't know what she's going to do for the fashion show or the talent show I feel that that's going to might just be a lip sync to her own song I, I just in this new world of drag race new legacy I'm not sure if there's a space for Yara Sophia I, 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 I'm I'm not no I think that she will do a lip sync for the talent show which would be great I think that she she obviously is going to be very good at costume making and that's a strong suit of hers the ones I would say would probably do her down would be if there's an acting challenge early on mm-hmm. or if there's a comedy challenge early on like a, that a could girl be... group challenge like I don't would she be good at writing her own verse well, I I've always thought that the the like the Spanish queen should just sing in Spanish. Like I don't mm. like I don't think there is, well, a, yes, is there a true. requirement is there a requirement thing in it? And actually, I think if she was to do that, would be pretty iconic because you'd be the first person to do a, like a non English verse yes. on a on a drag race. If song. she's allowed um, to do that, then she'd be okay. But yeah. I'm presuming since no one has well, actually, has there been a Latina winner or well, Vanjie? I don't know how good her. Spanish. Oh, didn't actually no? Didn't Valentina do por- por- a portion of her verse? Oh, in the I, girl I think group that song was in? just. Jargon. Gibberish. Uh, Kuchiku, Mijo Mijo. <laughs> no, I thought she did something before. She said something before that. Oh, anyway. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Let's, let's, not, let's not get too lost in that, that rabbit hole. Uh, I'm excited for her <coughs> because I do think she's a crazy character and very interesting. Um, uh, like, a, You're right in that she is an old school drag, queen, drag race contestant who I don't think we've seen in a while. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see how she does with all of these new queens. I suppose what I'm basing, basing it off is I've always liked her in the show. I don't know if I'd go to a one woman show of Yara Sophia. So I don't know that that's kind of what the what the show is more about these days, right? There's plenty on the list whose one woman show I would go to behind Yara. Okay, 
true. Right, who are the top four? Who's getting our kiss of death? Because <laughs> one of these is going out first. Oh, that's it. Yeah, the kiss of all. I have Jiggly, Ginger, Akira, and Trinity as Ooh. my top four. Oh, Jiggly, Ginger, Akira, and Trinity. Okay, I have Sonic, Ginger, Trinity, and I was struggling to think of the fourth. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, because yeah. we can agree that Serena Chacha will be the first one out in that sort of Joe Black way because she's too good for the competition. Oh, she's too good. No, I I, I actually think that Scarlett's first date and then and then Jan and then Serena. Oh, uh, do you know what? I actually I actually think Jan. I actually would say either Jan or Jiggly for that final final spot in my top four. Oh. Not because I'm going to like it. I just think they're going to do well. Okay. Well, uh, in terms of the bottoms, it is between, in my mind, it's it's between Serena and Scarlett for that, that sort of, you know, that one-way trip to the Porkchop Lounge. Yeah. Um, and I also I, do I think can't... Eureka and Silky might kind of cancel each other cancel out. each other out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do <laughs> Maybe think literally. That, like, <laughs> I, do, I do think that there probably is only room for one of those big girls and that, like, we'll see a kind of a face-off between the two of them. Mm. And I don't know who would come out the better of it. I, I, my, my, I would be hoping it was Eureka, but it could well be Silky. Silky seems to be able to woo RuPaul in a way that I certainly can't understand. Yeah, that's true. Who do you think will win Snatch Game? Ginger. I, I, Ginger Pandora for me. One of those two, I think. If they, yeah. if they make it that far, they're going to do really well. Um, I suppose Ginger did win Snatch Game, I suppose. Uh, Pandora didn't win hers. But Silky won Snatch Game as well, though. Silky's way is a mess though and it was yeah. just basically her doing her with a like a Madison a T.S. Madison yeah. costume on I'd love if Serena Chacha got to Snatch Game I'd just love to see that she could probably do herself because yeah. I mean she is iconic <laughs> she, I don't know who she'd be she'd probably do like Charo again but it would just could she coo could she coo wave those Panama flags if we do not see one Panama flag my heart will shatter I know. I kind of wish she had walked in with a huge Panama flag behind her. Take that, Kirsten Johnston, who's relevant now, bitch. <laughs> so it's going to air on the 24th of June on Paramount Plus. Hopefully also where it presents and Netflix as well. Um, and it's going to be exciting. Like you, I, I actually think I did prefer the cast All-Stars 5. The thing that I didn't like about it was just the production I thought was crap. So hopefully they've they've taken some notes. They've got some good challenges up here. If they have to make over a hotel room again, I'll scream. And <laughs> I hope there's no improv challenges. I hope it's just your straight up, your big ones, your talent show, your girl group, your snatch game, your Yeah, no. You know, the other ones we love. The ball be good. Yeah, no, I, I'm well, I mean, this is basically a full season of Drag Race we're getting now. It's still ten episodes I, I, though, isn't it? Or is it more? Twelve. Well, I mean, with thirteen queens, we're getting a full. We're getting True. a. We're full. getting a a, a, yeah. a full slate of queens. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how it like how it goes. And I would not be surprised like if there is a, if there if there is a a bit of jiggery pokery going on with regards to the um, the the like the judging or something that there must be because there is so many queens and ten episodes, which means that we're gonna have to see, like a few queens hitting the road together. Yeah, I think so. Think so too right well that's it for our almost live podcast yeah. <laughs> almost, <laughs> almost live, <laughs> almost live. <laughs> 
We're excited to see uh, what happens. We have a few weeks left to go. We'll be back with you for Down Under on Monday. Have a lovely weekend and we'll chat to you soon. See you. Love you. Bye. Bye. This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.